To get informed and inspired, this is Saturday Morning Live, sponsored by Asset Advisors, LLC, at Linden Sheet Metal on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. morning it's kgmi it's saturday morning live we're live we're about liberty focused on you having a little bit of phone trouble here and uh, i can see that uh, bill elfo is on the line so if you guys will just hold on i'm going to answer his phone call and try not to drop kathy he's on the line there if you could grab him please anyway we're live we're about liberty focused on you today's show is going to be um very informative we've got sheriff bill elfo we have council uh, members Ben Ellenboss in studio, Kathy Kirshner on the phone. And you know when you're dealing with phones, folks, it's always interesting. So we're going to start off today's show by talking to Bill Elfo. Uh, I want to give Bill the uh, first up um, opportunity to talk about what's going on in the Sheriff's Department, what's going on with, within the jail, um, the ability to arrest, detain, um, hold, uh, move people out into the proper designated areas, whether or not they need to be jailed, whether or not they need to go to mental health, whether or not they need to go to drug rehab, all the things that um, I'm pretty sure are very stressful right now. Because as we all know, there's a lot of catch and release going on, not because that's what Sheriff Elfo wants, but that's what sort of the hand he's been dealt. Good morning, Sheriff Elfo. How are you doing? Good morning. We finally connected. Yeah, <laughs> it's always exciting. <laughs> Last minute connections. Um, so, Sheriff Elfo, I've got I've got Council Members Kathy Kirshner and Ben Allenboss here, but I wanted to give you the opportunity first to to talk about what people need to know. Okay, what the public needs to know with regards to What's happening with public safety and how it's being affected by, by the lack of priority that building a new jail, making sure that our law enforcement within the county and the city is, is adequately staffed. Uh, l- talk to the, to the listeners. Let them know what the reality is and what needs to happen in order for things to change. Well, in order to have effective public safety and uh, an effective uh, rule of law in our community, we need to have certain infrastructure, and that includes an adequate, safe, and jail that could be operated in a constitutional manner. The jail we're in now was built and opened in 1983. It was designed for 148 inmates. Uh, It has some severe uh, deficiencies to its uh, size at this point, to its uh, uh, safety and security systems. They're continuing to fail. The elevators failing, which are critical to a jail. Uh, We've had four people in cardiac arrest in the last few weeks up there, and if they'd been on higher floors in the jail, it would have been, they probably would have died because of our inability to have to get the paramedics up there in a timely manner and force to carry them down a stairway and 
at the same time. Just wouldn't have happened. So we are in a, in a mess. I've been the sheriff for uh, 20 years. This is something I've advocated for for 20 years and probably six years before that. Uh, when I moved to Whatcom County in 1996, the first meeting I went to was a Blue Ribbon Committee on Criminal Justice talking about the uh, need, dire need for an adequate and safe jail. And since that time, there's been nine different commissions, task forces, committees, uh, now uh, stakeholder advisory committees that have all studied the issue and have all reached the same conclusion uh, with different variants of what they want in addition to a jail. Uh, that it needs to be replaced, and it's not being done. And, you know, I, my concern is for the, the great people that we have working in the jail, number one, uh, we're forcing them to work. Nobody wants It's very difficult to get people to work. It, that facility has a notorious reputation, but we have a great team that works together, and that's what holds the glue on the wall. But I'm down 16% of our correction staff. Uh, they're leaving out of frustration. They, I think they're, they, they feel like they've been... Uh, disregarded over the years as this issue is uh, put on hold and just studied, restudied, and restudied. Sheriff Alfo, how much money has been wasted restudying a problem that we already know we have? Well, that's, you know, I I don't, that's managed through the executive's office, so I, I just don't have that number at my hand, but Mm-hmm. You know, you can imagine what it would be. I mean, there were architectural plans and design plans are written for the jail back in 2015. I know that were quite costly, probably uh, in the millions of dollars in total to uh, uh, to address the issue. And it was never, uh, you know, it failed at the ballot. People come out, particularly uh, uh, the city of Bellingham, uh, Mayor Linville uh, wouldn't support it. And the Bellingham City Council wouldn't support it at the time. And Mm-hmm. Now there's a new administration there. They're, they seem to be uh, supportive, and, you know, they're seeing the impacts of this. We're not able to book people in jail. We just have to call it stop at a certain point and limit the population. And this has caused people that ordinarily would be booked into jail uh, to be either booked and released immediately. This includes people with multiple warrants for failure to appear. This includes uh, people that steal your cars. Uh, if they decide not to run, then we can't even arrest them under the new law, but that's another issue. Uh, you know, it's it, at one point it included uh, burglary. So, uh, you know, as the population goes up, we have to tighten up the restrictions, and these criminals are being turned loose to commit new crimes, and they're acting with impunity. Well, and and everybody is, is they're complaining about the, the lack of public safety. They're complaining about the, 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 um, the fact that, Drugs, you know, there's major drug abuse and drug addiction going on, major mental health issues going on. And yet, how is it that they don't understand that the, the, the first block on that retaining wall is having deterrence? And deterrence well, means I, that I, you must have proper staffing and a place to put people when, they need, when they're arrested and if they need to be detained, being capable of detaining them to, in order to keep the public safe and even the person that you're arresting safe because you can you can assess what's going on and direct them to you know what needs to happen next well you know i can't speak for what goes through their mind but i've heard uh, many people in our community say we should even have jails uh, you know we should treat everybody and there no one should be in jail that's the one extreme and uh, uh, the, 
So sometimes we, we deal with that, but it's just, uh, you know, I think there's a, been a lack of will over the years to move this thing forward. And uh, and then when it was on the ballot twice, uh, people come out and fought against it. And a lot of those were the no-jail people or people that wanted so more in terms of social services in addition to the jail or they didn't want it in Ferndale or... Or they wanted they wanted those services they wanted those services first, but it's to, to my knowledge, we are already paying as part of our sales tax towards mental health. We have that part of our as part of our sales tax. We've got money that's being directed there. I don't know how it's being spent. If it's being spent on more studies rather than actually paying to have the facilities available. Well, there was a jail tax passed in two thousand and. Uh, Four, that funded the construction of what was supposed to be a temporary, a six-year jail, and they were going to build a new jail. Of course, that never uh, uh, moved forward. But in 2008, the council voted to uh, take part of that jail sales tax fund that was supposed to be for the operation and construction of the new jail. And it was, you know, I'm just being candid, it was diverted to paying any increases in the cost of the jail facility. And, uh, uh, to keep it running, forward, so, right, right, so it doesn't fall down. And there was a deal made with the city to give them a very significant portion of that jail tax because they hadn't had jail bills of any significance for years, and uh, they, you know, they use our jail and they wanted a portion of the sales tax. So it was about uh, it was about money at time. But I'm, uh, you know, I, I can tell you we are spent, and then money was spent also on uh, to run through the county facilities department. Just millions and millions and millions of dollars just to keep the glue on the wall, replacing all the doors, putting uh, metal mesh over the windows that the uh, inmates can uh, push out, Uh, replacing the uh, security, electronic security system that monitors the cells and allows the deputies to open the doors. Uh, You know, we replaced that with a temporary fix about eight years ago, 10 years ago, and now that's become antiquated. We can't get, or the county can't get replacement parts for it. Sheriff Sheriff Alpha, we have to take a break. Please hold on. When we come back, I'm going to bring Ben and Kathy into this conversation so we can talk more about that and then, you know, let you comment on what they're commenting about. And and then we have other issues also we want to talk about going on with our county council. So this is Saturday Morning Live. We'll be right back. This is Barry Barometer reporting live from outside Linden Sheet Metal. It appears there is a high level of traffic around the building. I'm going in to investigate. Rose, do you know the cause of all this activity? I do. You have heard about Christmas in July sales. Well, we thought why not do the opposite and have a summer in the New Year event? Mmm, sounds intriguing. What details can you provide? All gas fireplaces, furnaces, heat pumps, and air conditioners are on sale with discounts up to $900. There are still utility rebates and there are tax credits too. We also offer financing up to 18 months with no interest if paid within terms. Why buy now, Rose? Lots of reasons. To save on utility bills, stay warmer in the winter, and to beat the rush of those who waited and be ready for cooling this summer. There you have it, folks. Call today and take advantage of Linden Sheet Metal's Summer in the New Year event. Linden Sheet Metal, serving the Northwest since 1940. 
For quality done right, call Honkoop Gravel. They use state-of-the-art technology to get your job done in a timely, accurate, and economical way. For projects as small as refreshing the driveway and as large as a multi-million dollar builder-ready plat development. Their services include multi-unit site preparation, fire line installation, drainage systems, house foundations, and more. They'll do custom projects too, turning your dream idea into a reality. If you need site work, you need the team at Honkoop Gravel in Linden or at honkoop.com. COVID-19 has tested our communities in unthinkable ways. In the face of crisis, Puget Sound Energy has given over 18 million in bill assistance to customers impacted by the pandemic. And together with PSE Foundation, gave 4 million in community grants for COVID relief. All the while, PSE continues to lead on clean energy with a goal to reach beyond net zero carbon emissions by 2045. It's part of our commitment to doing what's right for customers and communities. Together, we're creating a clean energy future for all. Learn more at psc.com together. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Welcome back. It's Saturday Morning Live. We're live. We're about liberty focused on you. My name is Chris Halterman. I'm subbing in for Charlie because, well, I don't know. He's off playing, I guess. Who knows where Charlie is? Who cares? No, we really do care. But we're going to be talking to council members Ben Allen Boss and Kathy Kirshner. We just got done talking to Bill Elfo, the people who are Kathy and Bill are both on the line. Just so you both know, you're both live so that we can talk to you. And then we have Ben. And I'm going to start off with you, Kathy. What's your comments about what you've heard Sheriff Elfo talking about thus far? Good morning, Chris. Thanks for having us on. Sure. Uh, My comments are that um, Sheriff Elfo is entirely correct in his assessment of where we've been with a new jail and what we need as far as going forward and building a new jail or a correction facility. Um, I've been on the council um, on and off since 2010, and in 2010 we needed a new jail. Mm-hmm. Um, I've supported the plans that have been brought forward to the council, and I will continue to do that. Um, I think that we need to be smart about how we do this. I really would have liked to have had the ballot measure passed in 2015, when we could have gotten um, a new jail built under the interest rates that were historically low. Now, if we pass a ballot measure, we're going to be looking at building as these interest rates have continued to increase. Well, the cost of building the jail increased, the interest rate has increased, everything about it has increased. But we've been, Kathy and Ben, we're spending money right and left on stuff, okay? I, I read the agendas. We need this more money. We need that more money. We need this more money. We just got done... Um, narrowly somewhat we don't know passing a child care additional bill uh to put in millions of dollars into child care which is great i mean nobody nobody begrudges having kids being properly taken care of but we've needed this jail for a long time it's like we've got a big pothole in the middle of the county and nobody is willing to take it on they just want to dump a little bit of you know that that temporary fix in there and as meantime the pothole's just getting bigger and bigger ben comment please yeah well first off i want to say that this this jail has been on the ballot a couple of times and and i don't want to be unfair and say that it's been the um uh the folks who don't think we need jails that have that have um 
voted no on this because the fir- one one time it was, you know, we'll call them the folks on the left that were championing no. Mm-hmm. And the other time it was the folks on the right saying, this is the Taj Mahal. We don't want to spend this much money. But Kathy's exactly right. If we could have built this thing years ago, it would have been cheaper. It would have been lower interest rates, the whole nine yards. Um, you, you know, the... the <clears throat> The other thing about uh, the tax situation here is don't think that, that that wasn't the plan to put the jail off until next year instead of putting it on the ballot with the child care initiative, and, and with the, the, the EMS the, levy, yeah, yeah. with a new library district. There's even been talk of a ferry district. Um, and, and, you know, I was championing um on the council that we put all these things in front of the voter at the same time so that they can prioritize how they want to budget their tax dollars right but um trust me it was it was very calculated on getting that child care initiative on the ballot not at the same time as the jail because I think everybody knows how folks would have prioritized things. Right. And the same thing with the with the EMT. I mean, that was a huge one as well. EMS, yeah. EMS. Yeah. I mean, it's just a it's and and I'm going to put this question to both Kathy and Ben. We ha- we are taking in a lot of money. You know, we've got greenways funds all over the place. Um we've got money that we now allocate for maintaining all of those green spaces that we don't have enough money to pay for anymore. I mean, if we have a priority here, as the legislative body for the county, are you guys able to sit down as a group and collaborate on how we can shift some of that money so that we can take some of the costs and the burden out of there so that the people might be able to palatably be able to pass the cost? I mean, we have some some huge well, issues here. We, we, we can prioritize money to a certain extent. However, a lot of these taxes are collected for a purpose, and they go into separate funds. So, right. Um, but as a legislative and, 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 body, do right. you have the ability to say we need to look at, you know, I mean, Greenways is for health, okay? Well, I can't see where public safety isn't a part of health. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, we can... You have to get creative on a, on on certain things, and money comes from the legislature. Money comes from all different places, right? Mm-hmm. And it's earmarked for different things. And so, if if you have an administration that's, uh, you know, creative and willing to willing to make those statements that right. hey, this is a public health issue issue, right? Um, you can absolutely funnel, yeah. Yeah, funnel Kathy, money. You want to weigh in on that? Um, I would just say, Chris, that in November, uh, knowing that the uh, Stakeholder Advisory Committee was getting ready to prepare its final report to the council, I asked the administration to come back to council at the beginning of the year with some ideas for how we would fund this new jail. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I believe they're working on that. But, you know, the council really can uh, make decisions. The administration is the group and organization that implements them. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, government moves slow. So, the, the, are we talking about the executive office? The executive office, correct. Sat yeah. Paul. Executive Sat Paul, are you listening? Okay, keep going. Ex- sorry. Executive Sat Paul's office, right. And, the, and, and to be fair, they're working on it. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm hopeful that they'll come back with 
a menu of options for how we will put this on the ballot for our voters to decide. And um, Ben's absolutely right. We get money from all different places, federal government, CARES Act, ARPA, the state legislature, and it comes with conditions on what it can be spent on. Mm -hmm. The administration is responsible for monitoring and tracking that, um, developing the programs. The council is responsible for monitoring, tracking, watching, looking at the community, taking inputs from community members, prioritizing what we need, and doing the best we can to make that money match what the community needs are. But the honest answer is we've made some bad decisions that have allowed us to get to a place where now everything is a huge need and there aren't enough resources to cover all the needs. Uh, And we've got a council, seven members, right? And so we're working within a council of seven members with all different ideas, Mm -hmm. priorities, and agendas. I'm going to interrupt you right there, Kathy. You just said that there aren't enough resources for all the needs, and I'm going to disagree fully and say there's plenty of resources. We just need to be bold enough to spend them in the right places. And unfortunately, I don't think think we have people designing budgets in Whatcom County who are willing to do the right thing. And some of those I areas. What I mean by that? Well, Kathy, Kathy respond, can I can Chris. I say? Yeah, let me. I will. I just wanted to say one thing. Sure. Some of those resources that you say we don't have enough for could have a have a positive effect if we were able to do that. If we were able to prioritize it, maybe th- their issues wouldn't be as as, what as costly. Yeah, what I'm saying is that we've ignored some problems for so long that now those problems have grown into bigger and more complex problems, mm-hmm. and they are going to take more money to solve. Whereas had we been more um, articulate, you know, years ago on some of these issues and been willing to address them head on at the time, we might not find ourselves now in a situation where we have homelessness filling out, we have mental health filling out, we have a whole generation of people that seem to not want to go to work. We've got a jail where we can't put people in it, you know, and the issues just keep racking up. That's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say is we need, get- to, we need to be solving these things when they occur. That's right. Okay, we have to take our bottom of the hour break. When we get back, I'm going to bring Sheriff Elfo in and let him comment on what he's heard, and then I've got... Uh, Just one more other comment, and then we're going to move on to maybe other issues happening within our county. This is Saturday Morning Live. We'll be right back. This is Dick Donahue with Asset Advisors, and for over 12 years, we have been bringing you Wealth Wake Up every Saturday and Sunday. Saturday, we focus on investment management, retirement, tax planning topics, and some of the political influences on your planning for the future. And on Sunday, we focus on the latest economic updates for the United States and globally. During these challenging political and economic times, we try to provide you the latest information to assist you in your decision making. Call us at 360-733-1200. Go to our website at Wealth Wake and join us live at 11 a.m. on Saturdays or 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings here on KGMI. The opinions voiced on Wealth Wake Up with Dick Donahue are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Wealth Wake Up are not affiliated with CWM LLC. 
This is Steve Berger, Lead Counselor and Director of Contact Counseling Recovery Services. Despite being a fourth-generation Whatcom County resident from a solid, established family, when I was struggling with alcohol and drug addiction, my family didn't know where to turn to help. By the grace of God and a recovery program, I was able to get sober and have devoted the last 34 years of my life helping others find recovery from addiction. If you or a family member is struggling with substance abuse, please contact at 360-671-3277 or contactcounseling.com. Relive your favorites every day on Bellingham's newest radio station, 98.9 and AM 930 KBay. Kick off your workday with a 9 a.m. music marathon. Over an hour of commercial-free classics. Hit after hit from your favorite artists all day, every day. And the broadcast sponsor of the Bellingham Bells. Listen live online, 98.9 KBay.com. Join the fun and be a part of Bellingham's newest radio station, 98.9 and AM 930 KBay. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Don't worry about your furnace on the coldest days of the year. Talk with West Mechanical, your independent train dealer, about replacing your old inefficient furnace with a train comfort system. Today, find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. CBS News Brief. In rural Mississippi, six are dead after a man went on a killing spree at multiple locations. This man lives near a convenience store where the shooting started. I heard the gunshot from inside my house. I had just woken up and everything, and I look out the window, and I see, you know, a dude walking back here with a, with a shotgun. Strong reaction to the not guilty pleas of the five ex-police officers charged in the fatal beating of Tyree Nichols. The United States Constitution rights were never designed for us, no way. Our civil rights get violated every day. 28-year-old Jamie Tran's been charged with two hate crimes. He allegedly shot two Jewish men outside synagogues in L.A. Law enforcement, both state, local, and federal, is taking every possible step to prevent these incidents and to react in the strongest possible way when hate crimes occur. That's Martin Estrada with the U.S. Attorney's Office. CBS News Brief. I'm Stacey Lynn. Welcome back. It's Saturday Morning Live. We're live. We're about liberty. We are focused on you. On the line, we have Sheriff Bill Elfo. And Councilwoman Kathy Kirshner in studio. We have Councilmember Ben Ellenboss. We're talking about, well, we've been talking about the jail, the county's ability to pay for it, the voters' ability to pay for it, taxes, taxes, more taxes. How do we, how do we prioritize the responsibilities of our government? And how do we basically grab the executive administration by the collar and the scruff of the neck and say, excuse me, we have a problem. You need to deal with it and stop avoiding it. Stop kicking that can down the road. That pothole is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and pretty soon it's going to swallow up the entire county. Sheriff Elfo, you've been listening to um, both Kathy and Ben. What, what are your thoughts? Well, I just want to add the problems become more complex here in the last uh, couple of years in that the state has failed in their responsibility with people awaiting mental competency uh, evaluations and treatment at Western State Hospital. Uh, and uh, normally, you know, in the old days, that would 
they'll wait for a bet and they go down and make a determination as to whether they can restore their competency and they go back a second time. Now we have 58 dangerously and very seriously mentally ill people in the jail because I think we're booking now into December. And 14 of them have been in there for over 500 days. And, uh, you know, I think the true blood decision that uh, the state is getting fined every day, they're paying the fines, they're not addressing the issue. And the other thing that's happened was with COVID uh, and the courts shutting down, you know, our people continue to uh, to work through that and uh, maintain the jail, but the courts closed, there were trials, and uh, as a result, the jail population is backed up, and, we're, and they're still dealing with that at this time, trying to get cases resolved. There's no courts are open now, there's a huge uh, backlog. Right. But getting back to your question, uh, the executive's office worked with the uh, people that formed the Incarceration Prevention and Reduction Task Force, the Stakeholder Advisory Committee, and they've come and they've rec- made a recommendation that the jail be replaced. It's not uh, specific. Uh, I was glad to see one provision in there that it'd be large enough so we don't need to go on booking restrictions ever again. Mm-hmm. Which will hopefully lead to the conclusion that it would be you know, expandable into the future. It would be put at a location where that could be accomplished without every 30 years uh, asking the voters to approve the construction of a, of a well, new jail. We, we still have the last location correct we haven't sold that property it still has the infrastructure that it's been was put into place the ferndale location yeah, yes i believe yeah, the county to my the county still owns that i don't believe there was any infrastructure put in but the uh some of the design work and the permitting uh was uh, completed for that that location okay all right well um i'm gonna move back to talking to kathy and ben about this um I think it's a multifaceted issue like the like uh, Sheriff Elfo and, and you both seem to understand uh, by not dealing with one issue, we have now exacerbated and created larger issues uh, with regards to mental health needs, with regards to law enforcement's ability to function, which a great deal of that is down in Olympia. And I'm sorry, folks, they're not working on that problem. The only thing they're working on is how to put in a state income tax, how to remove the 1% lid on raising your property taxes that we, the voters, approved. There, You just have no idea how much they are coming for your money because, hey, you're wealthy. And I think, I think I've heard this before. Where did I hear it? Um, you shall owe, own nothing and you will be happy. Because the state's going to own everything. So I think it's time to start selling what the state has already bought at a fraction of the cost. Folks, do you understand that when, when the state, whether it's the county or the city or the state or the federal government, when they purchase private property, it is removed as an asset of that community and it is put over onto the liability side of the page. Which means then you are now you are now responsible for the care and maintenance of all of that property, and it doesn't bring in any revenue, at least not near enough, in order to support the property itself. Whereas before, it was a positive cash flow to the community. Now it's a negative cash flow, and it's what ends up as part of what you're paying for 
in your property taxes and maybe not your sales taxes right now, but maybe it is because you've got, you know, a jail tax and a mental health tax and everything else that goes on with when you purchase stuff. So what's the possibility of being able to sell some of those things that our county, Kathy, Ben, sell some of the stuff that we that, that you have, you know, to reduce some of the liability. So maybe it wouldn't, you know, I mean, legislatively, there has to be a way to move this along. So it's not going to take 10, 15 years to resolve this problem, because I don't think it can wait that long. Kathy, you want to go first? Um, I'm happy to, Chris. I'm not quite sure exactly what you're referring to as far as what property the county would sell. Well, we've got Greenway's properties that we've purchased. We've got, we we have, we have, there there are things that the, that the county has had donated to them or gifted to them, you know, Mm -hmm. and they take it off the tax rolls. Kathy, I think probably along the lines of what we're purchasing with conservation futures funds. And unfortunately, Chris, we're not we're, we're not looking at selling right. any of that stuff. We're we're buying more of it. Well, I realize aren't that. we? Yeah, and we're in its development rights, isn't it, Ben? I mean, we're not purchasing the actual uh, property. We're purchasing the development right off of that property. In, okay. in certain instances, yeah, you're correct, Kathy. We we're just purchasing yeah. the ability to, and and part of the problem with that is that we're purchasing these development rights on on parcels that we deem to be, you know, uh, critical for for uh, environmentally sensitive areas, uh, but we're doing nothing to replace those development rights. So uh, that's not helping our housing situation either. Mm-hmm. Um, I, right. I, I sort of advocate on council that if we're going to be purchasing the, these development rights, we should then be reallocating them somewhere else. And hopefully we can get to a point where we can do that. But there's all sorts of county land use policy, state land use policy, growth management act type things that, that, that limit your ability to move a, a development right um, within the area. Uh, and as uh, you know, we collect a, a tax for, for conservation and what the County does with that typically is, is buy land. We just bought a bunch of farmland up in Acme that we're going to let the river meander on. And this is supposed to help with water quality. It's supposed to help with, um, fish habitat and it's supposed to help with um it's supposed to help with flooding but um i don't excuse me i voted no on it because all it looks like it's going to do to me is take more ag land out of production and um obviously i'm not which is going to reduce the amount of money that comes in for you know through taxation right yeah, and there and there's a whole bunch of more. Um, there's there's some a, a ton of commercial forest land that the county's um, trying to. They're calling it a community forest, and um, they say that they're going to harvest it, but um, there's not a lot of plans for harvesting it at some point. Uh, and so, I mean, that's a, a massive, it, it's thousands of acres it. of but, commercial but we're, this is a problem then of our own making, okay? Oh, yeah. It's We made this problem, and in order to resolve this problem, we have to admit that we created this problem and start correcting it by removing the layers and layers and layers upon this onion because it's getting rotten inside. That's my analogy of it. We've got we we're creating more problems than we're than we're than we're resolving. Uh, yeah. I mean, Kathy. I, I mean, do you live in this in the city of Bellingham? 
I live in the city of Linden. Okay. And would, yeah. would you like to live inside the city of Bellingham? Uh, well, I chose to move to Linden uh, <laughs> out of the city of Bellingham. I guess that's my answer to that, right? Okay. I, I'm um, just, but I, let, me, let me say something, Chris. I'm I not trying to be say, mean. I'm just saying I just, I, that your, your, your attitude is a lot of people's attitude. They don't, sure. they don't like what's going on inside the city of Bellingham. Right. People want to live in a place where they feel safe, where they can contribute to their community, where they can enjoy their life. And, and I want to say that um, as many problems as we have, and we certainly have our share, we've got a good bunch of people out there that are doing really good work in our mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lighthouse Mission, I just took a tour yesterday of what their plans are for their new building and how they want to treat the people in our community that need some support, and um, I was I was blown away with the amount of compassion and the amount of um, intelligent design that the uh, hands has got for the services that they provide. So, you know, it's an interesting conundrum. While we have all these issues, and it seems very frustrating, mm-hmm. we also have these bright spots in our community, and I want to get to the point where we're able to recognize them and lift them up and shine them for the re- for all of us who are struggling with these bigger, more heavier issues. So I I agree. Uh, that's why I just yeah. I just want to you know I I just see a need to start unpeeling this onion. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. that's great what they're doing. I love it. You know, I'm a huge advocate of the mission and what they're doing. I just mm-hmm. need to see some of that type of thinking. You know, outside yeah, of the box of that, to right? yes more to fix that. what's going on within our community, so that th- this is a wonderful place to work, live, and play. Um, but that light is dimming. Uh, it's I mean, I can hardly get my husband to go downtown Bellingham in the evening. That's a fact because it, it doesn't feel safe. And there's I'm not the only one that feels that way. And I don't think that the people who own property and run businesses down there. Um, you know, that's not helping them either. So a lot we, of them have moved out. That's, yep, that's yep. correct. A lot of change has been. Yeah, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to give Sheriff Elfo yeah. one, you know, last minute thing to say, and then I want to talk to you and Ben about some other issues going on within the council. This is Saturday Morning Live. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Tom Connors. Went to Mark Patrick's hypnosis seminar February 6, 2019. Nothing worked before. Left there and never smoked again. Amazing. Easy, affordable, and guaranteed. A year later, with my wife Michelle, attended Mark Patrick's weight loss seminar. She lost 18 pounds, and I lost 43 in eight weeks. It's true. He smoked two packs a day, and nothing worked until Mark Patrick hypnosis. Now we're losing weight together, eating healthy, full on half the food. Crazy. Enjoy exercising, who would have believed Mark Patrick hypnosis really works? It's amazing. I can breathe again, my blood pressure went down, and I've got so much energy. So much energy. Join Mark Patrick seminars for only $49.99. Hypnosis designed to destroy unwanted cravings. Seminar Sunday, February 19th at La Quinta Inn and Suites by Wyndham Bellingham. Weight loss seminar, 11 a.m. Stop smoking seminar, 2 p.m. Or Monday, February 20th at Days Inn by Wyndham Mount Vernon. Weight loss seminar, 5.30 p.m. Stop smoking Smoking Seminar, 8 p.m. Register MarkPatrickSeminars.com. 
Keep up with what's happening in Linden with Bo Wild and the Linden Hometown News on KGMI. Further north on the guide, if you look back toward Linden's door, you'll see some clearing and some building going on. There is a fuel station and stores going in there. It's brought to you by Rustler's Front Street Grill and the Rusty Wagon in Linden. Stop by today for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Downtown on Front Street and on Hannigan, just north of Pole Road. Bo knows Linden and so will you with the Linden Hometown News. Mondays on the KGMI Morning. Morning news. Welcome back. It's Saturday morning live. We're live. We're about liberty. Focused on you. On the phone, we have Sheriff Bill Elfo, County Council Member Kathy Kirshner, and Council Member Ben Ellenboss is in studio. We've been talking a lot about the jail, a lot of the issues that are creating public safety concerns, rising crime, rising drug abuse, rising fentanyl deaths, rising mental health, lack of proper housing, uh, stuffing people into a a low-income housing facility, not really caring whether or not they're using drugs or what else is going on inside of there, even though this place was paid for with taxpayer funds. And then we have a court issue. Um, Sheriff Elfo, you were talking about how there's such a backlog of court cases. And yet, frontline headlines on the Herald is that they're trying to prevent one of our newly elected judges from hearing cases. Is, is, is that a good... you think that's helping things? Well, you know, I don't know the legal arguments that are behind that. I understand that the uh, Superior Court ruled in favor of the state's motion, but I've not really uh, explored that. But we certainly do need a way to get cases resolved. There's not many people being held in jail for DUI. They're normally booked into jail, and they're released uh, once they blow a, a zero on the uh, on our breathalyzer. We release them on their own recognizance because there's no room to keep them. Mm-hmm. Most of the cases are backed up for serious felony cases from Superior Court, and they were operating under a rule from the Supreme Court of the state of Washington that they uh, they closed the courts for uh, months and months and months and really caused this uh, situation. So uh, I think that's probably the, the primary uh, reason. But if, if I could, mm-hmm. I, you know, I've, I've dwelled on the jail, but uh, you know, maybe it's important to know some of the things we're doing out in the community to prevent people from from uh, going to jail and trying to resolve situations and divert people to the mental health system. We have an excellent mental health deputy uh, program uh, that's designed to uh, find people that, uh, in appropriate cases, that could be diverted to mental health or substance abuse treatment. Uh, but one of the problems we were running into is we have a very, very few law enforcement deputies per population. In fact, we were the lowest uh, in the in the county among the law enforcement agencies. And we cover a, an area that's larger than the state of Delaware in square miles. Uh, the council did on uh, its initiative uh, and supported by Ben and Kathy and others, um, which I appreciate, to add uh, five deputies this year and five next year. And that's part of our plan. We're going to come back and ask five a year for the next uh, three budget or next two budget cycles, rather, to get up to the at least the national standard, which is 1.2 per uh, thousand. And uh, that just considers the unincorporated areas. But we have a whole array of work we do in the city limits as well, including uh, 
fighting the fentanyl uh, menace with our uh, gang and drug task force. Okay. Um, thank you very much, Sheriff Elfo. Um, I'm going to kind of let Kathy and Ben at this point in time, I know that we were beaten a dead horse. I don't want it to be a dead horse. Um, I, w- I want a resolution. I want there to be uh, a resolution to what's going on with public safety. But what's coming down the pike? You guys are in a new session here. What are your concerns with regards to what you're seeing and hearing coming through on county council? Um, ben, I'll pick, take you first since I took Kathy first a few times. Um, well, <clears throat> I just want to maybe weigh in a little bit on this prosecuting attorney's office and the newly elected Judge Rands. Um, mm-hmm. You know, people might say, well, why do you have an opinion on that, Ben? And and honestly, I have an opinion on it because uh, the courts, the prosecuting attorney's office, the public defender's office, they all, they all get their funding approved through the council. Mm-hmm. And I always need to make sure that we're doing the right thing with taxpayer dollars. And uh, the, the prosecuting attorney's office and the courts have all recently come to the council and said, we need more money to clear this backlog. Mm-hmm. And I agreed and I, I voted wholeheartedly, yes, we can, we'll, we'll get you more money because people deserve, you know. A speedy a trial. A speedy trial. Yes. And, and the sheriff's right. We have a massive backlog. Um, and uh, so then when I hear that the prosecuting attorney's office is filing affidavits of prejudice on every single DUI case that's coming before a judge that was just elected by the people by like 63% mm-hmm. um, before that judge is even ruled on a DUI case, mm-hmm. it gives it. me great mm-hmm. concern and it makes me wonder, um, are we playing games here? Because I, it's unprecedented. I don't know that this happens in other areas. Mm-hmm. Um, Kathy, your comment on that? Uh, well, I would comment that you know I'll wait to I'll wait to hear um, from our prosecuting attorney. We're still waiting to have him come and address the council on that issue. Okay. But so. You asked about sort of what we're looking at coming coming down the pike. Yes. And um, you know we're still we're still seeing. Um, our communities come out of the effects of the COVID crisis. We've got to continue to maintain um, a, a keen eye towards what we've got to be doing to make sure we put our communities back together after the um, three years of lockdowns and, and such. We still have people that live up in the um, Sumas Everson Nooksack area that are waiting to get back into their homes after the catastrophic floods of 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a ferry that we, um, you know, continue to need to pay attention to, the replacement of the ferries that the folks live on the island. We have a new correctional facility that we have to get built. We have a homeless population that we have to continue to look at ways to serve that will be effective. I have a question for you. We have businesses that can't find employees. Kathy, I, I, got, mean, a quest- I got a question. I got a question, okay? I just sure. saw this this morning on Newsbreak, where the city of Bellingham is going to make the responsibility of homeless people on their private property their, you know, their responsibility. Are you aware of something going on with their making some kind of a change there with regards to that? Uh, I have not heard that. 
um, I've not heard. Okay, all right. I'm just well, folks, pay attention. I saw that on Newsbreak, and it says Bellingham City property owners. You know, the city of Bellingham wants to make you responsible for homeless people being on your property. So, I'm not yeah, quite sure what that, that means. <laughs> I don't know how it helps the problem, Chris. Uh, I, don't, I don't either, because you know, if you are going to what call the city to get to to trespass people off of your property, they're going to charge you for doing that. I mean, hello. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, I can't, that can't be a good solution. No. Okay. And and so I'm sorry for interrupting, but when you're talking about the homeless, it's like I knew that was something I wanted to ask both you and Ben if you knew anything about because um, that's something that just kind of sticks your radars up and wondering what's going on. Ben, uh, more comments on this? Uh, yeah, Things I was just going to say that I'm not trying to pass the buck, but there is a difference between the city of Bellingham and Whatcom County. <laughs> and there are overlaps and then there aren't overlaps. And something like that would be <laughs> something where it doesn't overlap with um, Whatcom County <clears throat> Council's uh, legislative no, authorities. So. No, I, I know that. I understand yeah. that, but it would affect. It'll you were asking everybody. about. You were asking about um, priorities um, and things that are coming up. One of my, you know, I I was, you know, as a younger man, I was on the planning commission and I studied a lot of land use type issues at, at Huxley um, College of the Environment and. So, uh, and as a farmer, land use policy is always at the forefront of my mind. And so there are a lot, I see a lot of opportunities with our land use policy here in Whatcom County um, to help our housing situation, to help keep agriculture and commercial forestry alive and well in Whatcom County. And um, those are the things that I really try. I'm, I'm the chair of the Planning and Development Committee our subcommittee on the council. And and I think that our council, Kathy was trying to put a very positive spin on things, and I appreciate that about Kathy. I try and spend a little bit of time with her because I, I enjoy her positive outlook. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think our council um, is in alignment on a few of these things that we can do sort of outside of the box thinking on, mm-hmm. on making things better, mm-hmm. um, on getting more available housing. Um, I'm very hopeful for the future in that area because um, I I think that I think that the mindset of the whole no growth right uh, put a put a roadblock on I-5 is kind of shifting a little bit. Well the thing is is that we focus so much on one segment of our economic uh, area here being environmental and and all of this stuff, we've lost focus on the other areas that the you know. I mean, we're human beings; we live here. So unless y'all want to just you know pick us all up and move us someplace else, yeah. we want to be able to live someplace healthy and safe. One of the things I'd really like to see happen in Whatcom County is have our bureaucrats helping us um, identify what is really going to help us in terms of critical areas and what isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes, we see that. Uh, what we classify as a wetland in Whatcom County, most other places wouldn't. We're protecting a 10 square foot patch of canary grass um, instead of being real about mm-hmm. what 
will help and yeah, what you need won't to look help. at things what that is would be a functional real... wetland what isn't a functional wetland what's real I- environmental impact exactly. i'm going to give kathy last minute thoughts and then i'll give ben last minute thoughts before we are we have to sign off real soon so kathy wrap it up for hey, us please thanks chris um one last thing that i want to make sure i mention is that we also need to be considering our senior population mm-hmm. they get forgotten in our community and that's what i'm going to be working on for my next four years on the county council I hope that listeners can support my campaign at votekathykirshner.com. Thank you very much. Okay, Ben, last second. Yeah, uh, I just encourage everyone to pay attention. Come to council meetings. They're streamed live on Zoom. Thank you very much. Uh, Show up and be engaged. This is Saturday Morning Live. Have a wonderful weekend, and we're signing off.